Welcome to the Right Way Christian Center podcast. Here at Right Way, we exist so that people may know God personally, grow in God relentlessly, and show God compassionately. We hope that you grow because of this message today. Amen. All right, let's get into the word today. We are still um, using the word revive. It's our theme for 2022. Uh, today I'm gonna it's, it's gonna kind of lead into what I'll be teaching uh, first Sunday. I'll be talking about the power to believe, but I believe that that this believing starts with what I'm going to be teaching you on today. So my title for today is Revive Identity, Be Born Again. Come on, say Identity, Be Born Again. Say it like that, Be Born Again. Now this word revive uh, is re- is defined as to refresh. Breathe new life into, to renew, to energize, to bring back, to restore to life or consciousness, to give new strength or energy to. When we talk about revive, we're talking about the whole man. So we're talking about you being revived spirit, soul, and body. The complete and total man. Say all of me. And so our revive theme statement, it was that it is important that the church be dressed properly. The church is to be suited in Christ. And I call that an in Christ revelation that I really believe uh, is absent in the church. We know he died. We know he was buried. We know he was resurrected. But I think that there's a missing revelation that that is what we, the church, is supposed to be suited in. A lot of people prophesy, and, and I hear a lot of stuff they're saying, and it just totally turns me off because you can't, you, can't, you can't go back and grab an Old Testament God with Christ on the scene. Just got to be so careful that even our prophecies have to be suited in Christ. Like God is about to do this to the church where Christ is the expressed image of the invisible God. Christ said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And he said, I came not to destroy men's lives, but to save men's lives. So how could, how could God be about to destroy his church when Jesus is the express image of God and he said, I came to save? That means that God in body is different than he is in spirit. And he's not double-minded. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so, um, this in Christ revelation, it provides to the believer protection, prosperity, promise, and perseverance. And listen, these are carried out. The, The promise of God, the protection of God, the perseverance of God, and the prosperity of God, these are all carried out in the suit, and the suit is Christ. Now, my my message master point is this. The cross provided the way to revive. Salvation marked the start. Did you hear what I just said? The cross provided the way for for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And the purpose of giving the only begotten son is so that those who were in the world could be revived, brought back, brought into new consciousness of a, a new life breathed back into them that was lost by Adam. But it is, watch this now, salvation though marks the start to that revive. 2 Corinthians 5, 16 through 17, listen at what it says. Wherefore, henceforth know we no man after the flesh. Please listen today. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, there it is. He's a new creature. 
all things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. The New Living Translation says, so we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. There it is, there it is, there it is. That's why I'm putting mistakes in the ground. We've stopped evaluating. The Old Testament was a human point of view evaluation. The law was a living up to a human point of view. He said we've stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. Even if you're not living it, it still has begun. The Message Bible, watch this, watch this. The, I'm sorry, the, the uh, NIV, New International Version says, so from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. I like that, man. From a worldly point of view. Woo, we going somewhere. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone, here it is again, is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. Whether you're living in it or not, it's here. Whether you're seeing it or not, it's here. Whether you're experiencing it or not, it's here. And it's possible that you're not seeing it. You're not experiencing it. You're not living in it because you don't have it on. Because the suit is Christ. Because when we are suited in Christ, we experience God's prosperity. We experience God's perseverance. We experience God's promise. And we experience God's protection. Woo! Got two statements of focus, though, that I got out of this scripture. It was the in Christ and the old things kept sticking out, right? So in Christ, it means it's talking or referring to the origin of being, beginning. That, that being is, the origin is dealing with beginning, start, origination, Genesis, birth, inception, the point of place where something begins, arises, or is derived. So it says we're in Christ. We're, we're back in the being. We're back into the being. Our origin of being as a Christian is in Christ. Are you listening? Then it said old things. And old things meant our order of living. Old things, the order, our old order of living has passed away. Verse 16 tells us that the old things is, is known after the flesh. It is a knowing after the flesh. The old things, listen, is a knowing after the flesh. He say old things, the knowing after the flesh is passed away. Now, 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 you got to get this. First John Four and four, he said, Ye of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is, here's my preposition, in you than he that is in the world. So we need to be in the you that's in us. And the you that is in us is Christ. Are you listening? And so the question that we will be answering uh, through this series or through this teaching is this Is it the new you? If not, then who? Is it the new you? If not, then who? Because if all things are passed away and all things are, being, are made new and there's nothing new about you, well, if it's not the new you, then who is it? This, this message actually stemmed from a conversation I had yesterday in the gym. 
And it was at this conversation that I realized and even at an even greater capacity the sufferings and life catastrophes that people experience or are experiencing all because they are without Christ. Not without him in saying that they're not saved. They're without him because they're not suited in him. Now watch this. Uh, listen at this. You cannot do God without Christ. There is no relationship with God apart from Christ. You ever notice how the world now talk about God, but they'll never say Christ? Well, if you're just saying God without Christ, you're just giving me a title. God is a title. The Bible says, know ye not that ye are gods and all of you children of the most high. So it's a title. But God has to have a name. Are you listening to me? <laughs> when the Bible says baptizing in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, that name is, some people say, Yahshua Messiah, we say Jesus. So God has a name. God is just a title. Because know ye not that the God of this world, which is Satan. So Satan even has the title of being called a God. But his name is Satan. Are you listening to me? So you can just say God all you want to, but what's your God name? Let's identify him. Now watch this, John 14 and 6, just to prove it to you. Jesus said, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, I'm the truth. And I'm the light, since you say you got God. No man goeth unto the Father, except he come through me. It's the suit that gets you the access. Even, in, even under Old Testament, in order for them to go into the Holy of Holies, they had to put a suit on. That's what, that's what the sacrifice was about. That, that's what was taking the bloody clothes off and putting on white to get them to the place of the Holy of Holies. To get through the Holy of Holies, they had to be suited right. And if you read Hebrews 9, the Bible says the veil was Jesus' body. So even in the Old Testament, Jesus was the way to get in. They had to put on the suit. Well, even in the New Testament, since God don't change, he said, I'm putting my people in the same suit. The problem is they won't suit themselves. It's not that the suit hadn't been given. They just won't put the suit on. Now watch this. Watch this. Here's a statement. Many Christians are saved. Will make it to heaven when they die from this life, but will come completely short of obtaining and having God's best now. The reason is because they use the old and refuse the new. Man, watch this, has become a lover of his own wisdom and his own knowing. And Christians have fallen into the same system. Y'all ready? I'm about to smash. I come here to smash some stuff today. I'm fighting in the spirit today. Watch this now. Uh, so this conversation with his father, he was concerned about the outcome of his son's life. He was concerned about how he was being reared in one home versus another. And the thing that the things, rather, that this generation faced had him real concerned. So he was, in my opinion, he was being too hard on his, on his son. And he was using the old way of rearing, hoping to get a new result. He was raising his son from his, watch this, own supposed failure. Supposed failure. And from the thought of what, watch this, which is a bad, many believers did. From, he was raising his son also from the thought of what if. What if I had? And made some different choices in his past, how it would have been for him now 
if he would have. And I say the most dangerous question you could ever ask yourself is what if? Because you can't go back to find out what if. And so what it does, it brings depression in your life. What if I had a, what if I had a move then? What if I had a, no, 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 no. Don't worry about the what if, worry about now. You can't go back. You can't go back. You can't go back and answer the what if. But you know what you can do if you try to stick with the question? You can repeat it. And five years from now, you'll still be saying, what if I had a moved? So he's trying to rear his son off of what if I had a got away? What if I had? I say, I say sir, that's the worst thing you could do. You're damaging your son. Let, let, me, let me finish that. So, so I told him that God said that we're supposed to train up our child in the way that they should go and not raise them. I know we use the terminology raise, but you really raise animals. You train people. And the Bible says you're supposed to train your child in the way. I said, so let me ask you something. Let me ask you something because a lot of your training hinges on you knowing this question. What is your son's purpose? And the whole conversation came to an abrupt stop. And he said, I, I don't know. I said, well, then how can you properly train if you don't know the purpose of a thing? I said, for instance, this guy you're working out with right here, we were in the gym. I said, uh, what would be some things that you would need to know about him in order for you to train him? He said, I would need to know the weights. I said, you wouldn't need to know the weights. I said, about him. He said, I said, you would need to know his, his eating, nutrition, right? I said, you would need to know his body type, right? When it's best, when it's at its peak. I said, you would need to know that body in order for you to properly train that body. You need to know the body. I say, so how can you properly train your, your son if you don't know what his purpose is? Now, watch this. He's training his son not to get in trouble. Being, he say, well, I'll leave that up to him. I say, that's not your job. I say, it's fine leaving it up to him. I say, but it is with your training that you make it clearer to him what his purpose is. It, so you're supposed to be before God finding out which way he's supposed to go. And what you're supposed to do is cut all the other roads off so he can see his right road. But how can you do that if you don't know? going somewhere I'm going somewhere now watch this my point behind that conversation and sharing it with you is believers are trying to live out life without the giver of life in his way now 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 see we take for example we take our cars back to the dealership of design but we take our lives to the dealership of choice So the average person has more respect for the life and care of their car than they do their own lives. Because we would take our car back to the place that it was manufactured. But we'll take our lives to anybody. And so the deal of choice works on the person based on their own outlook, which is measured by the old thing. So when we take our lives to the dealer of choice, the dealer of choice doesn't work with us based on the new. The dealer of choice works with us based on the old thing that is really supposed to be passed away. Are you listening? Here's my example. Here's some example. I come to smash today. This alpha male and alpha female stuff. This beta and gamma and zeta and all this other, all these other, all these other old things, right? Well, well, let, let's define them. Alpha male, since that's what you are. Well, 
I decided to look it up for you to help you out because you don't know what it is. Because you probably didn't look it up either. It just sounded good and it was A, the first letter, so you say, that's me. Well, alpha males are those at the top of the social status hierarchy. They have greater access to power, money, and mates, plural, which they gain through physical prowess, intimidation, and domination. The luxuries, luxuries, power, money, and mates are not optional. They're required. Mm -hmm. Let's look at this alpha male in relationship. If you're dating an alpha male, this normally means that you have to be open to the idea of seeing things his way most of the time. It doesn't necessarily mean that your two cents won't matter, but rather that your partner will need to have certain things that only he will have control over. Alpha males are known to be territorial, fiercely protective, can be controlling, may not play well with others, and they appear to be confident. Well, let's see if that lines up with the new thing. Philippians 2 and 4 says, Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. The Amplifier says it like this, Let each of you esteem and look upon and be concerned for not merely his own interest, but also each for the interest of others. But the alpha male is controlling, which means he is only concerned about himself. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21, verse 25 through 29, because many of us, many Christians, have not taken their lives to the dealer of design. We bring our lives to the dealer of choice. So the deal of choice defines who you're supposed to be. And you're only an alpha male or you're only at the top of the food chain if the deal of choice says you're at the top of the food chain. And then the deal of choice defines what your character is like. And then the deal of choice says you need more than one mate because, because your, 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 your design that I'm giving you says you need mates and not mate for all you crazy women that want an alpha male I said it just like that that you I need an alpha male well your alpha male need more than just you cause it's a luxury to him and it's not optional that you be the only one it's your smart self save sanctified filled with the Holy Ghost but yet at the dealer of choice Let's see what Ephesians 5 say, 5 and 21. I come to smash that mess today. <laughs> Ephesians 5 verse 21 says, look, talking to the man, talking to the man. Because the alpha male, the alpha male, got to, he got to be the one in control. But before we get to verse 22, when it tells the wife to submit in 22, 21 say y'all supposed to be submitting one to the other. So submission is not just from the woman to the man. Submission is also from the man to the woman. I come to smash that mess today. Go to 
to verse 25. Alpha male, let me show you what you're supposed to be doing. What really makes you alpha is if you're lining up with the omega. If you ain't lining up with the omega, you ain't alpha. Husbands, love your wives. Even as, uh-oh, Christ loved his bride. And, and he, he proved his love to his bride because he gave himself for her. Come on. That he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing and the watering of the word. Look at the power that he might present her back to herself, to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So are men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourished it and cherished it even as the Lord, his bride, the church. Okay, 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 okay. I ain't done yet. Let me talk to you alpha females. Keep shouting because I come to smash you today too with this crazy mess that we know brought up in the church house. I keep telling y'all the feminist movement messed y'all up. It put you in competition with a man. An alpha female is a powerful and successful woman. Well, if you're beta, you messed up because all the success is with the alpha female. <laughs> often in, leader, in a leadership role, alpha females are often described as intimidating by men and women alike. Now, you're not intimidating. Don't nobody want to be around you. But it's easy if you adopt the alpha female. I, I, I'm the alpha. Don't, folk don't want to, no folk don't want to be around your loud mouth butt. <laughs> alpha females have intrinsic characteristics. Aside from being competitive, controlling, and more aggressive, they also are born healthier. Wow. <laughs> what does that mean? They're more energetic and more resilient. Sure, alphas can get themselves into more stressful situations by virtue of being more dominant and on the front line at all times. Alpha females are noted to be confrontational. You're crazy self. Let's talk about relationships. The alpha female... Is a strong, majestic female. Now, 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 let me let me help y'all out with something. You know that before these characteristics were, were 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 given to humans, you do know that these characteristics were defined in animals. That this started with animal with the animal kingdom. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why we acted like animals. Maybe that's why it's more respect for animals than it is for humans. Because that that God made in his image and in his likeness lowered himself down to the animal kingdom. And maybe that's why they'll imprison a person for years who kill an animal and let a person out who kill a human. Because we have gone to the deal of choice 
And the dealer of choice say, well, you know, I'd rather put animals above you. And you say, okay, well, then at least compares to them. Well, then you be alpha, you be beta then. Crazy. Now watch this. <laughs> I ain't done with y'all, but y'all. She, she, she's, she can be often intimidating to those. Tell me her relationship. She can be often intimidating to those around her and isn't afraid to ask for what she wants. She's killing it in her career and has a solid group of friends to rely on. Alpha females have been described as a powerful woman who is an adulteress and sexual predator. I just looked this up. That's all. I, I make this up. I just copy paste right here in this part. They need no revelation from this. Then I, I, I saw one below. It said a, a omega female, that's a low status and subordinate female, meaning she seldomly or is last to eat or mate. Well, 1 Peter chapter 3, let's look at verses. I got, it, I'm past my time already? Or did y'all not set my time? Okay, let me know where I'm at because I, I want to, 1 Peter chapter 3 verses 1 through 4, look what it says. Likewise, ye wives, be in subjection to your own husbands. Now, now we read this scripture and, and here's what has happened. We've gone to the world so much to try to get the world to explain to us the text that we don't even see the power that the scripture is giving to the woman. This scripture is really giving power to the woman. Now, and, and listen with your spirit and stop listening with your head because that word subjection, I, I, I remember I was about to marry a couple one time and, 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 I, and that's why I never just let people call me and I married them like that no more because when I got to the vow, I went there to marry the people. They got married at the municipal park. I went there to marry the girl and, and when I'm standing there, uh, you know, getting up ready to say her vow, she stopped me. She said, I can't say, I can't say that be subjection stuff. I said, well, I can't marry you then. She said, you going to mess my wedding up like that? I said, I sure will. Because you should have told me that before I walked up here that you weren't going to commit to that. I said, because he have to submit too. So what you saying, he can and you can't? I just don't like that word. I had to spend five minutes to explain to her what submitting means. I said, do you know that every, do you, I said, what part of the pier do you walk on? Just very simply. I said, what part of, the, if you were on a pier, what part of the pier do you walk on? She said, you know, I walk on the boards on top. I said, well, what's the most important part of the pier? And she, she had to think for a minute. She said, the part you walk on. I said, really? I said, do you know if it wasn't for those support beams? That you wouldn't have the peer? I say, so when the words say submit, I say, it's really saying be the support beams so he can walk. I say, so you his power if you really understood it. God saw that man needed a help me. Uh, help me. He saw that man needed a support because he wouldn't be able to walk by himself. So he gave him a help me suitable. He didn't give him Steve because a Steve wouldn't have been suitable. He gave him Eve, a wound man. Well, I'm just preaching truth. Go back up here. Likewise, you wise being subjection to your own husbands. If any obey not the word, she said, he said, you can share the word with him, but if he won't hear the word, they also may without the word, they can be warned by how you talk. Now, remember, the alpha woman is controversial, and woman wonder why no man don't want her, because she's not working. She's working against the, the power and not with it. Ladies, let me tell you something. Once you get with a man, we often turn our attention away from your body, and we turn our attention to your mouth, because your mouth now is what makes you sexy. 
You could be 36, 24, you know, whatever man like, whatever way he like it, thick, slim, whatever man like, but you could become unfine with what comes out of your mouth. Now, I'm just saying this respectfully. You, you, I'm preaching, so eat the meat and spit out the fat with me. The Bible says that the husband can be warned by your conversation. So I often wonder when I see females who are married come to church and their husband never show up. Because the Bible says you can win him. When I dated Michonne and found out that she was at church all the time going to see that man, I got to go see him. I want to go see who talking to her, who got her attention like that, that she can show up every Sunday, every Wednesday, and, and, and every event, and he can call her on her phone, and she on her way. I need to meet that man. And then when I met him, I fell in love with him. And that's who birthed me into the faith. You at church, and your, your man don't never make it? That lets me know your conversation must be wrong. Because the Bible says you can win him. Say, Bible says if he won't even listen to the word, say there's another power in your mouth that can win him with how you talk to him. Because he ain't going to be letting you talk to him like that. And, and he all up in you. Then he go to church. He'll be like, no, nah, I'm following that because I, need, I need to make sure she ain't talking to him like that. So let me go to church too. And then before you know it, God grabbed his heart. Now both of y'all here. So maybe you'll talk wrong. See, it get quiet when you talk like, he just a hellion. Well, you shouldn't have married him in the first place. Eat the meat, spit out the fat. If it don't matter, then just spit it out. Amen. But most of the time, it got something to do with your mouth. <laughs> don't like me now. That's all right. But look now, let me show you. You ain't believe what I said, but it's right there in the text. The Bible say the man is beholding. He's now looking at. The eye is off the booty now. It's off the booty. It's off the booty. It's off the breast. It's gone. It's off that. We got that now. Done had it. It's off that now. What keep us coming back for that is what come out your mouth. The Bible say we now behold your conversation. Ha <laughs> ha. There it is. There it is. That's the secret. But you know, now think about what the feminist movement have done to sisters. With all due respect, think how loud y'all is, and I got to get my point across. And I'm going to say what I want to say. You're going to hear me. We beholding all that. We're looking at all that. And you go to church and come back with that? That's how he sent you back to me? He sent you back to me talking to me like that? Hmm, okay. But you don't act like that when you're with him. You say, yes, Pastor. But I pastor this house, and you don't respect the pastor of the house, but you respect the pastor of the church, because you'll never talk like that there. I don't want to go there. Quiet. Look how quiet it is up in this church. I don't miss y'all up. I know it. I know it. Because oftentimes we go to church, and, and the women don't want to be corrected. Talk to the man. But you know my point. You got dogs. You got doggets, too. See, the issue, let me, I, and I got, I got five. The issue, I'm, I'm so mad, so mad because the issue is not male or female. It's not. The issue is sin. And we keep acting like only men can sin. Sin is in the body of both male and female. And we got to stop playing it like it's only one side. Sin is sin. It needs to be out of everybody. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. 
appreciate, appreciate I got a man that's bold enough to say it too because all the rest of them is like, I got to go home. <laughs> the best way for you to go home is for her to be mad at truth. That's the best way because now she got to get in her closet and take it up with God. I'm going to give you an offering today. Please for you helping me out here. Sound like you, you're the only one on my side. Let me hear up and get out of here. First Peter, it, talk, it talked about that. Now, now, let me show you something. To the man and woman, the Bible only puts one over the other domestically. As in the order of the home. That's the, in the Bible. Now, let me prove it to you. See, we don't read. We don't read. We've been tricked. God said in Genesis 1 and 26, it didn't say let him have dominion. So it didn't make the man the alpha. It said let them have dominion. Them, them, the man and the woman. Then, then watch this. Watch, just follow the text. And then God made them, not just a man. He made them in his image and in his likeness. Male and female created he them. That's Genesis 1 and 27. God blessed them. And God told them to be fruitful, to multiply and replenish the earth. We need to go back to the, we need to go back to the originator and not just go to the dealer of choice. We keep going to the dealer of choice, news and media and books. We keep going to the dealer of choice, and we don't take our cars to the dealer of choice. If you buy a brand new car from Mercedes and it messes up, you take it back to Mercedes. You take it to Lincoln. You take it to Ford. But we take our lives to anybody. We want anybody to work on it, and it ain't working. You got to be born again. First Peter 3 and 7 says it like this. See, Alpha and Omega and Zeta and Beta and all of that, it don't say none of this to you. It don't say none of this to you. It tells you if you're going to be an alpha male, you got to be controlling. So if a man want to live up to that man, I got to be controlling. Girl, get over here. Don't care. Because I, I say it. Don't care what she thinks. Got to be an alpha female. You, uh, men just can't handle me. No, 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 no. Wrong dealership. Wrong dealership. They, they put an aftermarket part in you. Whoa. Oh, God. Oh, God. We got Christians with aftermarket parts. And had you went back to the dealer that manufactured you, he put a new part that was built. We operating off after, you know, I, I had a motorcycle one time, didn't want to spend the money for the, for the real parts, so I bought aftermarket parts, and I got the part and realized that the holes were off, so I had to drill my own holes, and every time I got up to a certain speed, the thing, because it was an aftermarket part. Yeah, you pay less, it look right, but it still don't fit. Y'all are hearing me. <laughs> you pay less, it look good, but it still don't fit. Those, those titles and that stuff that the world to put on you, it don't fit. And God don't endorse it. He don't give, he don't bless it. He don't blow on it. He don't anoint it. He don't breathe on it. It don't work. 
It's an aftermarket part. Be born again. Is it the new you? If not, then who? See, we're afraid to do, we're afraid to do life suited in Christ. Because we think that ain't gonna work. It will work if I put some cuss words with it, but it won't work if I bless you. Because that ain't enough. It won't work if I walk away. It'll work though if I turn around, give you a piece of my mind. You, you, got, you ain't got a bunch of pieces left. You've been giving the pieces away forever. You ain't got but a few pieces left now. <laughs> you better stop giving them pieces away. The other question is, what are these defining in the person when we act out in the way we were supposed to act out rather than doing it, the, when we don't act as if we're born again? What are these defining in the person, the old person or the new person? I had a testimony. <clears throat> I'm not going to be able to finish this. Ten seconds left. We're getting, I had to bring this into next week. I had a, um, a friend, uh, uh, an acquaintance of mine, he and I were talking on the phone. He was having a problem with one of his members. And, you know, he's a pastor, so we kind of, you know, he was just sharing something with me. What should he do? He's having a problem with somebody. And uh, he started laughing. And so I got out the military. I was a cusser, you know, cuss like a sailor. I know what that meant. I was in the Navy, and we would make up words. I mean, yeah, you know, <clears throat> like cuss you under the car. I could do it. I could make you feel so bad. You know, that, that's, that's, that, that, that's the spirit that comes with it. Especially if you're around other people that do it, it just automatically fall on you. You get what I'm saying? Just hit you upside your mouth. Uh, but I really wasn't that bad because, you know, my mama didn't allow that. But I, I, had, I grew up in the type of home that if you, if you said the wrong stuff, you, 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 your lips got big. Y'all know what I mean when I say your lips got big? <laughs> and you try to put your, put your hand down. Okay, some of y'all grew up in that type of home too. Y'all get what I'm saying. Okay, we ain't got to say nothing else. We don't, we don't want to talk abuse. You know what I'm saying? We, we, and, and so, and so uh, 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 what was I talking about? I was talking about somebody, um, the pastor, right? And, and so he started laughing. And he was talking about his member was having a problem with somebody at work and didn't know how to handle it. And, and they were about to, you know, do the wrong thing. And he started laughing. And I said, man, what you laughing at? He said, they was having a problem with your member. And I'm telling my man, he was laughing uncontrollably, and I started getting mad. Because I'm saying to myself, like, you sharing with me the hellion that your member is, and you laughing at my member, like both our members wrong. But he laughing hard at my member, and he laughed because he said that my member was the one cussing. They're in the leadership position, and they're cussing people out at work. And just laughing hard. I'm talking about uncontrollably. I had to get off the phone. I said, man, I, I need to go do something. I talked. Because I, I got ticked off. Like, how you just laughing at my member like that? And I, but I got off the phone also because I was hurt. Why was I hurt? I was hurt because the people at the job knew she went the right way. So he wasn't necessarily laughing at her. He was laughing at how could you be under a teaching like that? Who talks about morals and character? How could you be on a teaching like that? That the anointing is on this teaching. I'm, I'm amazed at the leadership roles that many members at this church have. I don't even know the people come because y'all don't really come back and give me the testimony. But people will come back and say, "Man, your folks just running everything in the city." I'm like, "What are you talking about, man? Your your member got this lead," and I'm like, "Wow, Lord, like you know, we've been confessing this, but this thing is like really happening." And I was hurt to be like, wow, 
They carried the anointing away and it moved them up, but they didn't carry the character with them. And the last person that people in the world or people in general should be having a problem with is kingdom folk. We're the last ones. They should almost feel and seem like they're running over us, but they're not. Because Christ said, they ain't doing it to you. Say they're doing it to me. And all I need you to do, think about it, is just keep repping me because look where I got you. So it shouldn't matter what they do and, and what they say. Look where I got you and you don't even have the credentials that even say you should be. So you going out for what? You in a position that you don't even qualify for. Things are showing up that you didn't even work for. So why you feel like you got to cuss and go off and act out of character? Look where I got you. Look what's happening in your life. Can't you at least just rep me? Can't you keep the suit on? If it's not the new you, then who? We're not suited properly. And because we're not suited properly, we're not seeing what this word say. And then we get mad and be like, Lord, where is that? He's like, it, it all comes with the suit. It all comes with the suit. It all comes with the suit, the promise, the protection, the perseverance, the prosperity. It all comes with the suit. None of it is left out when you put the suit on. When you stay in Christ, you see the promise. When you stay in Christ, you see the prosperity. When you stay in Christ, you see the perseverance to hang in the change come. And when you stay in Christ, you see the protection. But when you take the suit off and talk about the suit rather than wearing the suit, you don't see the protection of the suit. You got to keep, it's like being in the rain. You can't have the raincoat in the car and expect to stay dry. You got to put the raincoat on and the raincoat keeps you as you wear it. And that's what we like. We're like, well, you know, I'm saved. You know, you know, okay. That's going to be the attitude you're going to take. You're not going to see anything that this word promises. Let's get suited right. Let's be born again. Let's not just go around, oh, I'm born again. I'm saved. I'm on my way to heaven. But you're not in heaven yet. <laughs> you ain't in heaven yet. So we can see what this word has to promise. I picked this up on next week because I got a good clothes. I, I, y'all ain't smiling with my clothes right now, so you'll smile with my clothes next week. I know I cut y'all today. I know I cut you today. I cut you. I cut you, but that's okay. That's okay. I, 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 I did a good anesthesia. You won't bleed out through the week, but it is an open wound. I know that. Now, if you, need, you don't want to live with an open wound, so you got to come back next week for me to stitch you up. You got it? I'm going to stitch you up right. I got a little gauze in there, and I'm going to tape you up. I'm going to seal it, so you're going to be good for the rest of the week. But you got to come back next week so I can stitch you. You got it? And if you have, a, you have brought yourself down to any of those titles, please get them off your life. You are a new creature in Christ. You are an heir of God and a joint with Christ. You are uh, uh, the, the lender and not the borrower. You are the head and not the tail. You are Abraham's seed. You are the body of Christ and a member in particular. 
You're born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible seed by the word that abides forever, according to 1 Peter. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are more than a conqueror. Come on now. Let's get the right titles on our life and stop trying to live up because man has the right to move the bar and reset the standard. As soon as you think it's down, he done switched that thing up or added another thing to it. And you're like, oh my God, man, I'll never get there. And I'm convinced, I just shared this, I'm convinced that a lot of our mental illnesses and a lot of our anxieties are connected to titles that were never given to us by God. And when we don't match up to it, now we become depressed mentally ill. We're anxious to get there so we'll lower our morals, our standards. We'll go outside of our beliefs to try to get stuff that man say rather than just being born again, suited in Christ, and see all of that stuff that man fatally promised, see it all given to us by Christ. So easy. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the word. Thank you for your people. Bless us now. Let this word resonate in our hearts and our spirits throughout the week. Let us do a self-observation to find out if we are living out this reborn life that you've so graciously given to us through the body, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. God, if we need to repent, we repent today. We, we pivot. We turn quickly. And we set our affections and our thoughts and our motives on pleasing you and being suited in Christ so that we might see the protection, the promise, the perseverance, and the prosperity that comes along with this new life that you've given us. We thank you that old things are passed away and all things are made new in Christ. And we give you glory for it. Right, right quickly, I want to pray with someone. If you're watching me on live, you're in the sanctuary right now and you can't remember a time of receiving Christ as Savior of your life. Remember, I said that uh, at, at the opening of my message, I talked about that salvation is what marks the start. The Bible says you must be born again. This is where this, this being a new creature, this is where the revive really starts in your life at the mark of salvation. If you could never remember a time, listen, salvation is not a guessing game. The Bible declares that these things are written that you may know that you have everlasting life, not assume, not guess. You need to know it. And the only way we know it is what, based on what the Bible says. Romans 10, 9, and 10, verse 8 starts off saying, The word is nigh thee. It's in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, but with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Second witness is in the book of Acts chapter 16 when Paul and Silas prayed and the prisoner doors uh, were shaken and all men's bands were unloosed when the guard was about to kill himself. Paul told him to steady your hand. All are here. The Bible says the man came out trembling and he said, what must I do to be saved? Listen, listen what Paul's reply was. Paul's reply said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you and your entire household could be saved. In other words, all Paul did was say, do what Romans said, what I said, told the Roman church to do. Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. If that's you, notice he didn't say change. Notice he didn't say get it all together. Notice he didn't say stop doing what you're doing first. The Bible says just believe. And if you believe that Jesus died on the cross and God raised him from the dead, then you have enough to be saved. I want to offer you that opportunity today because you can only be saved and make this decision while you're yet alive and living and if today you'd like to be saved will you repeat after me say Lord Jesus I know without you I am lost today I repent of my sins 
And I believe that Jesus died and resurrected so that I might be saved. Jesus, I receive you as my Savior, and I make you the Lord of my life. Thank you for saving me, bringing me into the family of God. I am yours, and you are mine. In your precious name, amen. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. If you were changed by this message today, help someone else by sharing on your social media platforms. You can partner with us to continue to reach more people by giving at rightwayccc.org or on the Givelify app. Make sure to subscribe so that you're the first to know when a new episode is available. Thanks for listening.